Welcome to part one of the Travel Nursing Pay Cap series. Hello and welcome to the Travel Nursing and Allied Life podcast and YouTube channel. I'm Laura Latimer. I'm the host of the series of this podcast where we talk all about the trends and the future of the industry and what is going on. And today we have an exceptionally amazing guest that's joining us and it's about a very relevant and important topic. We're going to be chatting about this nurse wage cap that we've been hearing about and we're going to find out today what exactly is happening where did that start we're going to find out if it's really something we should be worried about and if it is what we should do about it and i'm going to start real quick with just a tiny review of what is happening and what has been happening in our industry that even led us here so nurses in general they're in a very interesting time in their history of their profession. We of course had a world pandemic that came in in early 2020 and nurses of course were the heroes of a pandemic that was really scary. And at that time there wasn't even really good PPE. We didn't know how deadly the COVID-19 virus would be. Everything shut down around them and they got to go into work and face this scary unknown virus head on. Um, and see a lot of trauma and death, things they weren't used to as often in their professions. And this is when it's just starting out. And um, over the years, over the last two years, the nurses kind of stayed in that environment. And what happened is the staff nurses didn't get really good like crisis pay increases or pay increases. And some of them wanted to get paid more for the environment that they're working in. And they started leaving and the staffing shortage that we've kind of had for a while, I think on like just nurses staffing shortage got bigger and bigger because nurses were leaving the bedside. Or another group of nurses were leaving into a profession called travel nursing. And in this travel nursing profession, the healthcare workers were able to make a lot more money for going in and doing the same job. Sometimes it was even three to four times as much money. And there were some contracts we were seeing as high as $10,000 a week. Now those came with a lot more hours usually and really hard situations. But even when you would just go and get a job for the normal hours a week, it would be over $3,000 a week. And so when the staff nurses weren't getting their raises, a lot of them were also leaving to go become travel nurses. Um, and in that, the staffing shortage got even worse. <laughs> and so then the healthcare facilities are in this predicament that they not necessarily, I don't know if they don't want to, they can't get permission to, they can't afford it. I don't know their rationale, but they're not able to raise the staff prices enough to keep those staff workers excited to stay, especially when travelers are in the same facility working right next to them, earning more money. So then all of a sudden, recently, we started seeing a lot of news and viral posts about the nurses are going to get their wages capped. And understandably, that is very upsetting. And it's extra upsetting during a pandemic and very confusing. And we hear these some terms called price gouging, saying they're price gouging. This isn't fair. Some people say this is supply and demand. It's normal. But the whole thing is pretty confusing right now. And so lucky for us, we have a guest here who is an expert on this topic. 
This is Toby Melora here, and he is the VP of Government Relations at ASA. And ASA is the Association of Staffing Agencies. This is a really, really great association. They are a big part of advocating for our industry, for healthcare professionals and staffing agencies. And even Toby himself is a huge part of doing lobbying and sitting down with our government and helping educate and support us. And so Toby, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about this topic. Oh, thank you, Laura. I'm happy to uh, be here. I'm really honored to be here and uh, look forward to spending some time talking about what's been going on and giving everybody an update on uh, hopefully being able to move forward and, and settle this and get this, all these issues, including the pandemic behind us. Yes, 100%. Okay, well, I'm just going to kick it off with you, um, if you don't mind giving us an overview of how this nurse wage cap situation all began. Where did this start from? Sure. Okay. So I think you know, and Laura, you touched on this in your remarks. You know, if you look back to 2019, before uh, anybody knew what COVID was, I think most people would agree with the fact that there was a nurse shortage in this country. Uh, it seems like we've been talking about a nurse shortage for a long time. And, and so you had a situation where hospitals, long-term care facilities, nursing homes, um, began to rely on staffing firms and travel nurses to kind of fill uh, holes in the schedule or to augment their staff. Uh, and it was a relationship that had been going on for as long as I've been in the industry, and that, that's mm -hmm. coming up on 19 years now. Uh, and then the pandemic hits, and we find ourselves in a situation where all of a sudden, literally overnight, the demand for nurses explodes unlike anything we've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. And you all know better than I do the trials and tribulations that nurses were going through every day, mm -hmm. the physical and mental uh, just exhaustion and, and real real life problems. You know, we, we all saw those awful pictures of, you know, nurses going home after literally working a 24 hour shift and not being able to go into their house because they were afraid of, of spreading something to their kids or their spouse. And so they would you know, kind of stand outside and wave in the window. I mean, just heartbreaking photos. And so what we then began to see as the pandemic wore on was that understandably, like nurses just had enough. And, and we saw a lot of nurses leave the profession. They just could not handle it anymore. They needed a break, they needed to recharge. And so, you know, from an economic standpoint, you saw this huge spike in demand, which was coupled with a huge drop in supply that was already short to begin with. And so now you've got a situation where you have nurses that were saying, look, if we're going to go into these situations where we are literally risking our lives, um, we need to be compensated for it. We are away from our families. We're going into situations where we have no idea what to expect. And so nurses began to demand higher wages, rightfully so. You also then saw as long-term care facilities, nursing home, hospital, all these healthcare facilities, they needed these nurses and healthcare professionals. So then they started doing whatever they could do to get them into the door and on the floor. And so it was like this huge pressure that just drove 
the prices, the wages for nurses up and up and up. And you finally got to a point where these health these healthcare facilities were like, wait a minute, this is crazy. We're paying literally three times what we used to be paying at the same time last year. This is this is not sustainable. And most of them pointed the finger at the nurse staffing firm saying, look at what they're doing, because that's that's what a nurse, that's what a hospital sees. They get a bill from the staffing firm. And so a lot of these facilities were saying, this is a staffing firm taking advantage of the pandemic. This is a staffing firm that is price gouging me uh, and it's illegal and that needs to stop. What they don't know and what the what we have been talking about now for the past almost five months is that the bill rate that a hospital receives is made up of many things. The largest portion of that is the nurse's pay rate. But there's a lot of other costs that go into it that is not a staffing firm profit. So for instance, when you pay a nurse however much money an hour, the staffing firm pays the nurse directly. Then they have to pay federal and state taxes. They have to pay workers' comp. They have to pay UI. A lot of times they're paying for various you know, services they use to make sure that the nurse's credentials are valid and they're authorized to work in the mm -hmm. state they're being placed in. And so what we refer to as the cost of labor, which is the nurse's wage plus the cost associated with that, comes out to about 75% of the hourly bill rate. And when you talk about travel nurses, where you have not only the hourly rate, but then you have additional stipends for travel, for hotels, for food, uh, and transportation, uh, that cost of labor is gonna go up even higher. So what we've tried to explain to people is, this is a supply and demand issue that is being driven by the, the nurses that are making more money as they should, and that, and we've already started to see this, by the way, over the past, I'd say, 45 days, as the pandemic has started to subside, the latest wave has started to subside, we've heard from our members that the demand is starting to drop slightly, and with it, the hourly wage is starting to mm. kind of come back down uh, to match up with, with the demand that's out there. So, you know, we... we, we fully believe this is a marketplace issue, that the marketplace is driving the, the wages for the nurses, that they are, they are demanding what they feel like they should be getting, and they are getting what they should be getting right now in top dollar. But yeah. as the pandemic, you know, starts to fade away, that, that, that those wages will come down and things will, you know, kind of balance back out. Uh, and so that's kind of, what's been happening over the past probably year to 18 months. And I would say that, you know, probably about six months ago, we started to see some state hospital associations and long-term care associations look at asking their state to investigate these charges of, of price gouging by staffing firms, which mm. has then led to, uh, I think we'll probably talk about later, some of the bills that are, are out now in the state legislatures and and calls by you know members of Congress to look into this. Um, so that's kind of how this has played out uh, over the past eighteen months or so. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good um, explanation of that. 
and for clarification of this investigation and kind of where the news articles are going around about the nurse pay caps, is it something that the federal government, so it would impact all 50 states, is curious about or looking at? Is it something that an individual state is looking at? Is it something one hospital association is looking at? Where did it actually, like, who's, who's trying to push for this and who's looking at it? Thanks for listening to Travel Nursing and Allied Life. You can find the full show notes below or at travcon.org. Please help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.